While at the 2017 IndieWeb Summit, I sat down with some of the participants to ask, why did you get involved with the IndieWeb? My name is Anton, my surname is Podvaznikov, which is my website, P-O-D-V-I-A-Z-N-I-K-O-V.com. I just like started publishing my website maybe like one year ago. It's mostly blog and uh, book reviews. The two types of content I'm interested in and uh, in the web is a, a nice place to look for ideas. What should I add to my site? And also, since I started building my website, I built in like small CMS to build my website. So I'm looking like what features from IndieWeb I can add to that CMS. What is the next feature you're working on for your website? So today I'm working on a JSON feed, which is like a very easy feature. Still not convinced that it's super useful, but we'll, we'll see. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Hello and welcome to This Week in the IndieWeb Audio Edition for the week of August 5th through 11th, 2017. This Week in the IndieWeb is a weekly digest of activities in the IndieWeb community at IndieWeb.org. It contains recent and upcoming events, posts from Indie News, and a summary of wiki edits. This Week in the IndieWeb is sent out on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, with this audio edition appearing the following day. You can find the web edition of This Week in the IndieWeb, including all links and an archive of all past editions, at IndieWeb.org slash this-week. Events Homebrew Website Club is a bi-weekly meetup of people passionate about or interested in creating, improving, building, and designing their own website. Most meetings take place every other Wednesday from 6.30pm to 7.30pm, with an optional quiet writing hour from 5.30pm to 6.30pm beforehand. Homebrew Website Club met on August 8th in Edmonton, and then on August 9th in Brighton, London, Baltimore, and Portland. There was also a virtual Homebrew Website Club at Central European Time. Check out the newsletter for links to notes and photos from the events. Edmonton will meet again on August 15th, and the next regularly scheduled Homebrew Website Club meeting will be August 23rd with Brighton, London, Baltimore, Frederick, San Francisco, and a virtual Homebrew Website Club at Central European Time confirmed so far. If you're an organizer, please remember to update the wiki with information about your venue, times, and how to RSVP. And remember, you can always find info about the next upcoming Homebrew Website Club meetups at IndieWeb.org next-hwc. Interested in starting a Homebrew Website Club in your city? It can be as simple as grabbing a friend and heading to your favorite coffee shop, bar, living room, or any other meeting place. You can find plenty of information about Homebrew Website Club, including tips for how to organize your own, at IndieWeb.org hwc. A reminder that there will be an indie webcamp tent and events at the upcoming Campfire Journalism Festival in Dortmund, Germany on September 8th and 9th. Check the newsletter for details on how to attend. All IndieWeb events are volunteer-run, so if you are interested in helping organize, getting the word out, finding sponsors, and more, let us know in the chat at chat.indieweb.org. Here's a brief summary of posts collected this week by Indie News, a community-curated list of articles relevant to the IndieWeb. You can read more or submit posts of your own at news.indieweb.org. Several posts were added to Indie News this week. First, Gregor Morrill published a post at gregorlove.com titled Owning My Calendar. In it, he announces a new library that converts events in the microformats to H-event format to the iCalendar format supported by many calendar clients, including Google Calendar. 
This open source library, written in PHP, enabled him to add Add to Calendar links to individual events on his site, as well as a Subscribe to this Calendar link to subscribe to all of his published events. Malcolm Blaney published a post at unicyclic.com titled Universal Sign-In Button, describing a method of using a bookmarklet to automate logging into sites that allow you to use your website as your identity. The article contains a link to a tool that will generate this bookmarklet for you, making it faster to sign in to the IndieWeb Wiki and Micropub clients such as Quill using your own domain. Brian Barrett published two articles at snarfed.org with proposals for how to build services that bridge between IndieWeb-enabled websites and two other social networking standards. The first piece describes a possible bridge to OStatus, a protocol supported by services such as GNU Social and Diaspora. The second describes a bridge to ActivityPub, a newer W3C standard which is being implemented by the Mastodon-federated microblogging service. Marty McGuire published a post at martymcgui.re titled Syndicating Audio Posts with WNYC's Audiogram Generator. In it, he describes the problem of natively sharing audio content such as podcasts on silos like Facebook and Twitter which provide tools for video but not audio. He details how to install the Audiogram Generator, an open source tool from WNYC which can create shareable video snippets from audio content. Michael Bishop published a post at miklb.com titled, What Does the IndieWeb Mean to Me? In it, Bishop describes how being a part of the IndieWeb community, particularly the principles of owning your content, learning about the technologies behind the web, and sharing that knowledge, makes him feel like a superhero. And now, a selection of this week's updates from the IndieWeb Wiki at IndieWeb.org. Community and Concepts A new page was created for Zine, which are inexpensively produced, self-published, independent publications, sometimes described as the precursor of personal blogs and the IndieWeb. The Books About the IndieWeb page was updated with a link to a post by Lars Peters at lars-peters.net titled Kill Process, or How I Discovered the IndieWeb, Finally. In it, Peters describes how the William Hurtling novel inspired him to join the IndieWeb, starting by setting up the IndieWeb-friendly known CMS on his domain. Services and Organizations the HuffDuffer page was updated with a link to a post by Gregor Morrill at gregorlove.com titled Saving to HuffDuffer on Android. In it, Morrill describes how to set up Android's sharing features with the URL Forder app to save audio posts for later listening on the HuffDuffer audio sharing service. The page now also includes a link to a 2015 post by Ryan Barrett at snarfed.org titled HuffDuff Video. The post describes his then-new project which extracts the audio from videos on sites like YouTube before adding them to your HuffDuffer feed. The IndieWeb for Education page was updated with a link to a post by Adam Kroom at adamkroom.com titled A Web Diet, Converting WordPress Sites Over to Static Sites. In it, Kroom describes a way to preserve WordPress sites used for student coursework as static sites using a tool called SiteSucker. Links to SiteSucker and other tools have been added to the Site Archive page. IndieWeb Development 
A new page was created for Cookie, a bit of data that a website can ask a browser to send along with every request made to that site, typically used to identify the person using it. The page contains technical details about how to protect cookies by making sure they are only sent over secure HTTPS connections. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening. This English version of This Week in the Indie Web Audio Edition was read and produced by Marty McGuire. If you have suggestions for improving this audio edition of the newsletter, please feel free to contact Marty in the Indie Web chat. This Week in the Indie Web and the Indie News services are provided by Aaron Parecki. Music for this episode included the tracks Day 85 Suit, Day 48 Glitch, Day 49 Floating, Day 9, and Day 11 of Aaron Parecki's 100 Days of Music project. Find out more at 100.aaronparecki.com. Learn more about the IndieWeb at IndieWeb.org and join the discussion via Slack, IRC, or the web at chat.indieweb.org.